everyone. Welcome to the Farm Commons podcast, where we explore timely and important legal issues and questions facing the farming community today. For community-based farms with a focus on sustainability, managing legal risks is especially important as many innovative farm enterprises like community-supported agriculture programs, on-farm suppers, and gardening classes, and unique arrangements for land access and employment do not fit neatly into our legal system, leading to vulnerability. But through legal education, we can cultivate greater resilience for your farm business so that you can continue to grow in ways that best support you, your relationships, and your community. At Farm Commons, we'll show you why and how. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Farm Commons podcast. We have some more updates about the evolutions that have been going on at Farm Commons that we discussed in episode 33. And if you haven't had a chance to tune into that episode, please do. It's uh, our first episode of 2021, where we discuss the many changes our organization has made in response to COVID-19 over the past year. Uh, And that includes big changes like our new website and our virtual workshop offerings. But before going into um, the new website to access our workshops and resources, one of the biggest things you all will notice is that we now have a new membership program. And so that is what uh, Rachel Armstrong, our director, and I will be discussing today. So that membership program, it is a really big shift to what we've been offering in the past. And so we're gonna be discussing why we made that shift and uh, what that shift entails. So, hey, Rachel, thanks for joining us today. Hi, Eva. I'm so glad we're doing the podcast again. It was a long break there while we were super hard to get the website ready and all of our new online workshops. And it's fun to be back uh, talking with folks and sharing so many, so much of the big picture stuff behind what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like it's a bit like spending so much of the spring getting ready to plant and then putting uh, seeds in the ground and then come uh, market time once things are ready to harvest, going out and sharing your goods with the world and getting to talk with folks. So that that feeling on the farm definitely resonates with us at Farm Commons. Absolutely. Yeah. So for those of you who are not familiar uh, with how Farm Commons is organized as a uh, organization, for, for lack of a better word. <laughs> we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And what that means is we're eligible for funding from foundations and government sources and other like uh, resources. And so that's important because it is in a way connected to why we started our membership program. And folks who are familiar with with our nonprofit status, uh, you all might be wondering why we started a membership program if we have funding from those other sources. Now, Rachel is very much involved in um, our fundraising and keeping the the engine fueled here at Farm Commons. So Rachel, I'm gonna give some space here for you to share um, how funding and our membership program and all of those moving pieces work together. Thanks, Eva. And I am super happy to to have this opportunity to talk about why a membership program is really right for Farm Commons and how we came to that decision. We want to be sure that that we're transparent about what we do and why and and bring folks into the discussion and the decision-making with us. So this is really a part of that. 
So like you said, Farm Commons is a 501c3 charitable organization. We are really proud of that. Um, our mission is to empower sustainable farmers to resolve their own legal vulnerabilities within a community and ecosystem of support. Now, none of that has changed. Our mission is, is solid. Um, you know, our vision is clear how we're going to do that. Um, all of that, nothing has changed there. Um, and, uh, and, and, and membership is part of why um, and how we achieve that mission. Now, we've been around for almost eight years. I should come up with our birthday. I think it's like June 6th or something, or June 12th or something like that. But we're going to have an eight-year birthday pretty soon. That's really exciting. And for the past eight years, we have largely relied on, um, on grants for our revenue. Um, it has ranged anywhere from, you know, 80% to 90%, um, maybe one year as low as 75, but for the most part, it's grants. Grants are how Farm Commons produces its materials, hosts its workshops, and provides service to the community. Many of those are federal grants. Uh, some of them are from foundations, um, but almost all of them we compete for. We write applications and we convince folks that, uh, you know, that we're worthy, that, that what we do is of value and they should um, invest in us. Now, the part of our funding that is not uh, uh, funding, largely through competitive grants, uh, much of that is earned. Folks who are familiar with Farm Commons probably know that we don't provide legal services. You can't actually hire us to be your attorney to draft your bylaws or you know negotiate your lease for you. A uh, number of reasons we don't do that. Um, number one, it's simply not an efficient way to meet our, our mission. Um, number two, we, we want to be here to support um, attorneys in local communities who can provide those basic services. We want to make sure that that is possible that farmers know how to use attorneys. Qualified attorneys are, are there in communities to be able to do that. So it's not quite our mission to make money that way. Instead, we make money, uh, we earn money through the sale of custom curriculum development. Um, we draft uh, custom resources for clients and things like that. So it's all based on our educational mission. So that's, uh, that's where our money comes from uh, and What's interesting about looking at, at that um, is it, it illustrates a difficult reality for us as a community. And this is a reality that I think anyone who works for or with nonprofits comes to see over time, but that we don't often talk about. So we're going to take this bold step of actually talking about something that many of us know in our hearts, but that can be difficult to talk about. So nonprofits that rely on grants, especially competitive grants, earn those grants by writing an application that explains their project and that convinces the person who has the money that our project is viable, that it's efficient, that it's, that it's worthy, that we will be good stewards of this money, we are competent, you know, all of those good things. But also, we win that money and get the right, the privilege to carry out that project if our project meets the funder's goals. Funders have terrific goals. They have wonderful goals. They, they care about uh, the resilience of sustainable farmers. They care about communities. They care about economic development. 
we care about justice, access to justice. These are all really good things. And as an organization, we apply for uh, sources of money where our goals match their goals. If they care about uh, resilient farms, then they, then they're probably they might be a good fit for us. You know, if they care about um, communities that can be in control of of their legal destiny, then we might be a good match. That's not the problem. You know, finding funders whose goals align with us is not necessarily a problem. And we've been pretty good at that over the years. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of where our money has come from and the way we have met goals that, that are um, important to our funders and important to our communities. But at the same time, you know, we're kidding ourselves if we don't admit and talk about an accountability glitch that's baked into this system. When we know that we can't get by without money from our grantors, then we know that we're accountable to that funder. We know that if their goals change, we're gonna to have to make the difficult decision to either change our goals or get by without that money. That's, that's again, that's not a problem. I, I, I have full faith in Farm Commons' ability to make the right choices for its community. But we can't deny that that sets up a system of accountability that's less than ideal. We are fundamentally accountable to the person who's giving us the money. And when that is not also the audience that we serve, there's the potential for a problem. And that's a problem that we owe it to ourselves to look at and that we as a community um, should be discussing. So for, for Farm Commons, membership begins to shift that balance. Membership ensures that we have a direct line of accountability to the people that we serve. When the agricultural community is supporting us directly, then our obligation is to satisfy our community, to make sure that what we are providing is what farmers want. It is what agricultural service providers want. It is what good attorneys across the country who want to serve this market want. That's the best thing for Farm Commons. That's the best situation for us is to ensure that those lines of accountability are strong, that they're maintained, uh, and that we follow through on the commitments that we are making to the people who give us their hard earned dollars. So, you know, it's for, for us, this is, this is deeply connected to Farm Commons' mission, uh, you know, being accountable to the community of farmers and ranchers across the United States. What we discussed in our last podcast uh, about, you know, what's the deeper point of what we're doing? Sustainable farm law by and for sustainable farmers, you know, a community that can uh, determine its own destiny that can through dialogue, through consistent practice, through community cohesion, can achieve real power. We're gonna be in the best position to support that when we have direct accountability to, to our community. So all signs pointed to this from the beginning. All signs said, look, you gotta build that accountability. Um, the best way to do that um, is through, through a membership program 
and then I, you know, it took us eight years to sort of build up, build up our value, establish that community, um, show what's possible, um, develop that, that shared stake. So, so we've arrived. You know, it's pretty fun to be eight years in and be like, okay, I think, <laughs> I think it's time. Um, and again, you know, I think COVID was really a kick in the pants to, uh, you know, to get off the bench and and do what it was time for Farm Commons to do. And that's both develop the online workshops and, um, you know, reformat the delivery of our resources and all that good stuff, um, but also to create this membership program. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that piece about accountability, the really big piece of how that's tied into membership um, is very much connected to what many farmers experience in their businesses. And so for folks who might not be familiar. I've shared this in other podcast episodes, but I did used to farm full time and um, this new membership program at Farm Commons that lasts for one year and then it renews and we have these offerings over the course of the season is a lot like the community supported agriculture program that I used to run and I know other farmers have run or are running on your farms right now where you are directly accountable to your CSA members in that you, they are investing in your farm business, they're giving you money at the start of the season, and you are promising to deliver on expectations that you set up um, either in dialogue together, maybe you're serving your customers and, and delivering on those expectations versus maybe a farm that has investors who have a vision for what they want the farm to be that may not necessarily be the vision that you as the farmer has. And so, um, we're really excited at Farm Commons to be at a place where we are accountable to you, the farmers, through the membership program, as well as to um, extension agents, nonprofit staff, insurance agents, and attorneys through our other levels of membership, which I'm jumping the gun here. I will get more to, uh, get more in depth on membership details here in a minute, um, but would love to hear more from you, Rachel, about the programmatic perspective and how membership uh, will improve our programming at Farm Commons now that we've um, explored the funding piece and how that's changed and how it's even more consistent with our, our mission now that we've transitioned to membership. Um, how does that tie into our programming? Yeah, absolutely. So we covered how membership addresses, you know, a philosophical or theoretical, you know, a mission-oriented problem for Farm Commons, but membership also solves some programmatic uh, problems that we saw potentially on the horizon for Farm Commons in the future. What Farm Commons really wants is authentic, deep engagement with the people that we serve. We rely on that engagement again to, to fulfill our mission. It's, it's, it's not necessarily apparent, or should I say, it's worth pointing out that it's not our mission to teach farmers about the law. That's, that's great, and that is part of what we do. But is that fundamentally our mission? No, our mission is empowerment. Empowerment for sustainable farmers to resolve their own legal vulnerabilities. Part of that is education, but part of that is helping to manifest authentic solutions and those solutions only come when we have dialogue and when we have a movement towards consensus, when we have um, a discussion of what those problems are and whether solutions are working and what is truly and deeply needed. When we come to some agreement about 
strategies and opportunities and things like that. It's, this is not, uh, you know, hey, listen to me tell you some stuff and then it'll all be good. You know, would but for, <laughs> that, could, that could be possible. So engagement is essential to success for all of us. Engagement with farm law is essential to farm resilience over time. It's not enough for any of us just to learn some stuff. We can't, it's not that easy. So under the old farm commons, we weren't necessarily uh, creating the kind of engagement that we really need with the people that we serve. You know, we know people like our resources. We know they're downloading our guides, they're reading the PDFs, they're going to our workshops. But we didn't necessarily have a connection with folks after that. Okay, but how do they feel about that workshop? How is that guide working for them? Did they take that sample lease and use it? Why is that happening? You know, why, why are things kind of ending at the point of education? Well, in some ways, because it looks like that's what we are. It looks like we're an education organization, you know, take the documents and make use of them. So we have to change that image. We have to make sure we are communicating to folks like, look, this goes beyond just, just taking the documents. You know, this is about that conversation. I've sensed over the years that in some ways people, our community doesn't want to burden us. You know, they're like, oh, look, Farm Commons is great and they're, they're producing all these PDFs, but, you know, that's, they're doing hard work, good work generating that, you know, we don't seem available to that, that deeper relationship. Membership lets folks know that, that we want that membership, that we want that community, that we are a community together. When we as individuals join something as a member, we're there to create a sense of belonging. We've said, look, we have shared goals and we're, gonna, we're in this together. That's what Farm Commons is about. We're about creating that sense of belonging where we are in this together and we are co-creating something. We're co-creating our future together. Membership also creates a sense of increased expectations. When you join something and you you know, pay money to join it, you better, you got to get something for that, right? And we want that. We want our members to have those expectations of us. It goes back to that accountability, but it also creates a reciprocal relationship. You know, we give you knowledge, we give you resources, and in return, you provide feedback to us about how it's working. And also in return, farmers and our farm service providers deliver support to others. They talk with their peers about why farm law matters, about what they learned about farm law, about the changes that they're making in their operation or about changes that they want to see um, in their communities. They talk about tough conversations they're, they're having and how they're going. So that deeper engagement, that sense of belonging and that sense of shared responsibility to each other in an authentic community is what we want. And that's what we're working hard to build. And starting, that starts with communicating that to folks. Like, look, we're in this together and membership is part of how we get there. So we want that sense of entitlement and we want that sense of belonging. Firm Commons is yours.
you know, whether you are an ag service provider, um, you know, a lender, a nonprofit employee, a farmer, a rancher, a beginning farmer, or even a farm employee, um, maybe you're thinking about starting your own farm in the future, this is your community. And it's your community in which you can find your power and you can create your power uh, to, to build a strong and resilient farm business. And when you do, we all benefit. And I don't just mean farm commons, but I mean, you know, the United States as a whole, um, your broader community benefits from what you're doing there. And, uh, and, and, you know, there are things that you can expect. There are shared responsibilities that we all have to each other. So membership sets that stage. It sets that stage for successful um, engagement and dialogue, um, for successful programming, where we have uh, a real relationship with the people that we serve. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. Uh, and, you know, some of that was already going on. So some of membership just formalizes that beautiful, those beautiful relationships that are already being formed across the country. Um, and then in other ways, it, uh, it signals that that, um, that is our goal and welcomes people into a relationship they didn't know they could have with us. Yeah, absolutely. Ah. So all of those virtues and <laughs> how it ties into our mission through membership, Rachel, you have explained in such an inspiring way. I'm really excited to be a part of this work. And I'm, I guess I'm just really feeling the farm metaphors today, but um, <laughs> the, the transition to the membership model through the virtual space really, it, to me, feels so much like entering into a, com a community supported model of farm law education, more so than what we used to do, you know, traveling all around the country, delivering, you know, full day workshops, which were such powerful experiences. They would be full on seven hours. We would show up, put up the presentation. Farmers would come ready to, to learn about farm law and um, make, make their action plans. But then you're absolutely right. After that day ends, it was very hard to keep the momentum of that that um, community energy going once everybody left the room. And so to me, that's more like getting ready, harvesting, you know, Friday night, showing up Saturday morning at the farmer's market, having great conversations with people who are buying your, your produce or your meat or your flowers. And then everybody goes away and the, you know, shop gets taken down. And then, you know, there's this lag time until next time. And you don't necessarily know what's going on, you know, what they're doing. Maybe they shoot you an email if they find your website and say, hey, you know, these beats were amazing. This is what I did. But when you're in a community supported model, the lines of communication are generally so much more open. Um, you know, you're sending out newsletters, you're offering tours of the farm, you're doing lots of things over the season together. And so that really is one of the benefits of the membership program at Farm Commons. It, it's annual. And so we have the opportunity to um, work with you to learn about baseline legal resiliency regarding business transactional law on the farm through our two workshops. So we have Discovering Resilience, a legal workshop for farmers and ranchers. And then we have Guiding Resilience, which is a legal workshop for farm service providers. And uh, those two workshops happen over the course of five weeks. We get into the nitty gritty details about each of those um, approaches in our previous podcast episode, uh, episode 33. So tune into that if you wanna learn more about how the workshops work. Um, but once those workshops are over, 
you know, there's still that space in, in our website and um, on the community commons, our own social networking platform. Again, episode 33 will give you all of the details about those two aspects. Um, but because we have this virtual container to continue the lines of communication, we get to follow farmers and farm service providers along their journey over the year and build those, those relationships in a reciprocal way, like you were saying, Rachel. So lots of good stuff wrapped into membership. And um, yeah, I guess the next step is to tell you all how membership works. <laughs> You're probably wondering, okay, membership sounds really exciting and great, I'm interested. Uh, how do I join? What do I do next? Well, we've customized membership depending on who you are because we value um, the unique aspects of, of you all, our audience. And so we actually have three membership categories available to you. We have one for all you farmers and ranchers out there that is our producer membership. So when you go to farmcommons.org, that is the membership type you are looking for. Um, and so you'll you'll click on the producer membership button and join. And once you do that, you will have access to our uh, resource library, um, the Commons community. Again, that's our social networking platform for questions, asking and uh, problem solving together. And um, what else do you get access to? Oh, and the workshops, yes. <laughs> and for folks who work at uh, nonprofit organizations, um, extension offices, uh, maybe you're an insurance agent or a lender, uh, you work within a greater organization that serves farmers, we've put together an institutional membership for you all. And so that's the messaging you'll be looking for when you go to our website. And institutional membership is designed to accomplish accommodate extension and nonprofit offices um, in a specific way in that you only need one administrator to handle the billing and assign or reassign different membership seats to uh, different employees if needed. Uh, so that is the path that you all will take for institutional membership. And then for you attorneys out there who are uh, working with farm clients or are interested in working with farm clients, we do have a legal professionals membership available to you. And so when you go to our website, you will be looking for that membership uh, category and you'll follow the steps to join. And um, yes, these are all different names. And of course you all are different uh, 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 audiences within our you know, broader farm commons community, but we do have some tailored offerings for each of you. So for producers, your workshop is uh, developed specifically for you as a farmer or rancher. Um, and that is, again, Discovering Resilience, a legal workshop for farmers and ranchers. Uh, institutional folks, your workshop that you can uh, enroll in once you become a member is called Guiding Resilience, and that is a legal workshop for farm service providers that's been developed specifically um, with uh, your type of work in mind. So community building, capacity building, um, farmer advising in, uh, in you know, one-on-one -on -one scenarios as well as group scenarios. And so we're very much focused on networking and asset mapping in that workshop, um, building on farm law principles. And then for 
you legal professionals out there, don't worry, we have something amazing in the works for you. We are working right now on developing um, a farm law CLE course that will be launched at a date to be announced later on, um, but that will be available to you all soon. Um, and in the meantime, all membership classes get access to our library of resources um, and the, the price points are meant to um, reflect uh, the the capacity of your positions, whether you're a farmer um, working within an institution or if you are an attorney working um, in your own private firm or, or within a larger group. So we have something for everyone at farmcommons.org. And uh, again, once you join as a member, you get access to everything, our library of resources, our workshops, the commons community, um, and bonus for institutional and legal professionals. You get a license to distribute our resources to your farm clients. So lots of good stuff going on there. And if you happen to be tuning into this episode towards the end of March 2021, uh, now is the time to join so that you can attend our upcoming workshops. So coming up in April on uh, Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. We have a Discovering Resilience workshop session that we'll be running starting on April uh, 6th. And so again, that's the Farmer and Rancher workshop. And then we have a Guiding Resilience workshop for farm service providers coming up in May. And I believe that will be on Wednesdays. So you can register for both of those workshops on our new website. Um, and just as a rem reminder, you got to join membership first and then everything else um, comes free with that. So looking forward to seeing you all in the new Farm Commons. We're really excited for this membership program and the possibilities for uh, community building that um, it is that membership is allowing us, especially as we move on into uh, 2021 and um, hopefully a post pandemic world, but especially during um, these pandemic times, it's great to be able to convene and connect together in virtual space. So thanks to everyone for tuning in to hear more about our membership program. And thanks, Rachel, for um, explaining where we're at, why we've made the changes we've made and um, what we're, we're moving and growing towards in the future. I can't wait to see everybody in the community. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Farm Commons podcast. For more information on what you just heard, as well as a variety of farm law guides, models, checklists, flowcharts, and more, visit our website at farmcommons.org. You can also email us at info at farmcommons.org if you have any questions or comments about this podcast or any of our online materials. Thanks everyone for listening and keep on growing.